0: All of you people out there, welcome to Toffee Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, American style. Uh, I'm Jerry. I'm Jerry, coming to you from Winston Salem, North Carolina, uh, deep within an underground bunker where I keep myself, you know, covered and safe from the rest of the world. And joining me today, which is one of the only bits of human contact I get during the week, is uh, a man who, who shouldn't need an introduction by this point is wormed his way into your heart with his boyish smile. And now now accompanying that is a, a rugged beard. We've got Jacob holding everybody. Jake, Jake, nice to have you back again, man.
1: It's good to be back. And the beard
0: is very long and scruffy. It's awesome. It's good. I would I would roll with it. It's pretty great. Not everybody can look that awesome with a beard, I'm just saying. All right. So, yeah. Uh so Jake Jake uh, is uh is Scentsy Toffee, so that's his home supporters group. I wanna make sure I mention that. Uh, but also Jake is a writer with Toffee Targets. Um and uh yeah, he's in Ohio. So uh Jake, uh how have you been? Let's just let's just let's just talk. Let's just rap for a minute. How have you been? Uh-huh. I've
1: been good. I've been good. Um we just got our first like actual snowfall of the winter yesterday and yes. that was fun because they didn't treat the roads at all so I had, to, I had to drive home. I had to drive home from, you know, uh training last night in the snow. Which is always great. I had to take the long way home, the long flat way home. It took me a yeah. while. But uh we got we're fine. Everything's fine
0: were you able to make it into work today too
1: yes i was um i told myself i'm like the roads are bad when i wake up in the morning i'm not going to work but i'm like eh, i'm gonna go to work
0: yeah we had we had crap snow here in our part of north carolina man i woke up and it was like somebody just shaved some ice on everything you know what i mean it was just like the shade it was it was crap like not intimidating at all not covering anything it was like a dusting and it was like it changed nothing changed nothing about the world it was just may as well not even happen so it sounds like at least yours uh you know it's worth it's worth a story which is nice it affected things which is cool uh so have you been doing anything uh have you watched anything cool read anything cool what have you been up to have you were you able to have you been able to go anywhere do anything cool which is really tough with with COVID right now, like what's what's Jake? What's what's some cool parts of Jake's life right now? Uh,
1: I feel like I've been watching something, and I, I'm trying to remember what I was watching. Um, I, I recently just went back and watched Chernobyl again, which is always excellent. It's in, it's a great. It's on HBO. It's a five part miniseries, and it's just it's gripping, man, from start to finish. Um, so I've I've watched never that. watched
0: it. I am I am actually from everybody talks about how great it is and I'm actually a little afraid of the feels. I feel like it'll, it, it'll, it'll, it'll make, make you cringe some
1: things, yeah. Like it'll <laughs> it'll uh yeah, it'll make you cringe at times, it'll make you feel some things, but like it's it's really good. It's really well made, it's really well shot. Um so that's something. Um and then I, I wanna start uh, WandaVision but I haven't I haven't uh I haven't gotten started on it yet.
0: So So, uh, so I'm trying to figure out what I make of that. I got to be honest. I saw like a trailer for it and I'm, I'm, I I'm, just don't know. Like I, like I like a lot of Marvel stuff, you know. And so I, I saw that and I was like, well, this is, it looks like a risk. I like risks when people take a risk with shows like that. I, I'm, I'm down with it. I just, I'm, I don't know how it's going to be super entertaining to me for some reason. I
1: don't know why yeah. but
0: uh i i love the idea of being surprised you know what i mean right so chernobyl and wandavision okay because i can't get my wife to watch that with me. by the way wandavision there's no way oh, yeah there. she doesn't watch the I, it's only the kids i get to watch the comic book stuff with me like the, the wife's just kind of like me
1: kids yeah. are into it man they get these children man they're they're all over it Yes. All yeah. over it.
0: Like we've I feel like we've seen Thor Ragnarok like eight times. <laughs> but that's I feel like that's not enough still.
1: <laughs> Cause it's that good. <laughs> it's good. It is very good.
0: <laughs> so okay. So I'm gonna have to check out Chernobyl with the wife. I I think she will watch that, so you've reminded me. Ah oh, that's gonna it's, it's gonna hurt. So I gave you a little heads up about this question beforehand. Last week with Cameron, we did a section, a segment uh, for the intro called Toffee Taboos, where we learned, like we read, we, it's, it's like what we learned about Everton after the fact. So being an American and being immersed in this Everton culture, it's tough because we have to figure out a lot of stuff on our own as we go, all right? So we, we talked about a lot of the taboo stuff that you really, you, you don't know going in so i'm going to turn this one i'm going to twist it just a little bit for jacob holton here i'm gonna pretend like hey i'm number one i'm a young new american evertonian pretend the gray hair doesn't exist (laughs) right pretend i am the vision of youth young bright-eyed bushy-tailed everton supporter from i don't know cincinnati and they emerge like apparently all the American Evertonians do from Cincinnati, apparently. And, and you see them out at a, at a Cincy Tavi's event, and you have a chance to give them advice. What's the advice you would give to a young, new Everton supporter from America who doesn't really know what they're getting themselves into? Uh, so first
1: off, I would tell them to learn the history. Because there is a deep-rooted history with Everton that is very important to what the club is about and what the club stands for. So I think to to really understand what the club is striving for now and in future endeavors, I think it's important to understand where the club has come from and what the club has been about for its entire existence. Okay, so that would be the first thing. Um, the second thing would just be dive in. Like dive in head first and and go for it because when you do that, you will fall in love with the club. Like this club will take you and it will grab a hold of you and you will not be able to shake it. Like it will become, it will become a big part of your life. And I think that's, as something, you know, that's something that's happened to me. And I think it's been, uh, I think it's been a pleasure and an honor to have that kind of thing happen to me. So that would be the other thing. So learn your history, dive in. And then the third one really important, be patient because this club, <laughs> this club will put you through a lot, okay? Like, it's not going to be easy. It will be easy sometimes, but most of the time, it will be very hard, even when you're winning. So just be patient, stay positive. Everything's going to be fine. But, like, you know, so that's that's it. I got three things. Learn your history, you know, dive head in, and be patient.
0: See, I was thinking about this, too. I normally – save the, uh, the advice for the guests because, you know, I blab every episode. So people have enough of me. I did, I did think of one that I feel like was rather important though. I wanted to mention because it was important to me, uh, which was, it was really difficult because I've got, I've got social anxiety and, uh, but it's easy to feel like isolated as an Everton supporter. If you don't reach out, if you don't reach out and find your people you know, so find a, find a way. That'd be my advice. Find a way to reach out, find a way to reach out. It, it's either to your local, your local supporters group. Uh, it could be on Twitter. Uh, it could be, you know, through Facebook, it could be through Reddit. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to, to Instagram, a lot of different ways to reach out. And actually like, had I not reached out on Twitter, I wouldn't be doing these shows. Like I took a chance and did something very not characteristic of me and answered three years ago, I answered a tweet that said, "Hey, we're looking for help with our, with our possible podcast or video work or something. And I responded because I had a video production company. And it grew from there. And I'm doing this stuff now, you know, with you know for fun, hanging out with people like Jacob. And I've hung out with, you know, people from England and all, you know, California and Maryland and just there in Florida and they're all over the place. And it's really cool. All right. And it, it, it's that community, which is a big part of it. Community is a big part of Everton. I feel like I feel like it's it's not just. It's not just glory and focusing on the fact that, you know, your team, you know, it, it, it always, you know, it's not it's not that. You know it's it, there's there's a bond thing happening, and I feel like it's really important, so I didn't mean to sit there and like go off there, but I just you kind of you kind of got me thinking, man, I wasn't going to say anything, and you got me thinking because I guess when we when you sit there and hang out with somebody else who's who's caring about it, you know just like you are, it's easy to kind of get your brain cooking too, you know so right. anyway, thank you for that, Jacob. Those were really thoughtful answers to be off the cuff. Holy crap, yeah, it's good.
1: Well, and then to add to your one point, um, if you don't have a supporters group in your town or in your city, start one because that yes. means there's there's probably other people in your town in your city who are Everton fans who feel like you. And even if you can't get a massive supporter group, at least you can get a couple people who are Everton supporters who you can like talk to. So, yeah,
0: if you don't have one, start one. Yeah, my my oldest just started playing for a, a team and a different team, you know, an additional team. And who knew there's like a whole community of like Everton supporting parents in that, on that team. And it's nuts. And it's, it's really awesome. You know, one from Columbia, one's from Ireland. It's just like really, really awesome. And some of the British coaches are Everton supporters. It's just like, oh, it's a cool thing, man. And it's, it's stuff, you know, and again, if you don't, you don't let people know; they don't know, and you end up kind of just, you know, but it's just it's just cool to share. That's all I'm saying. So, it's it's a really cool experience. So, anyway, that was a little uh, leveraging advice corner. I like it. That's a new thing. All right. Good answers, Jacob. Holy crap! So poised. All right, so. Before we get into a Leicester review or a Newcastle preview, let's go over some short news. Not really. We're not going to go. We're not going to dig in with the claws and hold on tight till the news drags us halfway across the, you know, across the state. We are going to focus just for a little bit. So let's start. FA Cup win. All right. Um, I had to watch watch it later. Was unable to watch it live, but the uh, the performance against. Sheffield Wednesday, pretty solid. So just a couple of thoughts on that, Jacob. How, the, how, did that, how did that hit you? Obviously,
1: James Rodriguez bossed it. I mean, he was all over the pitch. He was, you know, he should have had a, a hat-trick of assists. Um, Richarlison played well. Uh, got himself back amongst the goals. Dominic Calvert-Lewin got himself back amongst the goals. I mean, it was really just a comfortable performance the whole time, which was nice to see, you know, after playing Rotherham and having to go, you know, into extra time to beat them. You know, that's two back-to-back championship sides, uh, struggled against one, came out the next time against the other one and just smashed them for 90 minutes, which (coughs) – sorry – is excellent to see. So mm. that was a good performance. I, I was into it. And obviously, James Rodriguez was boss, as
0: always. Yes, yes. Uh, it's really, it's really great. I was just rewatching the extended, you know, highlights a little while ago. And my kids were watching over my shoulder. And just some, uh, you know, just fun. Just a really, just yeah. a really fun, fun game. It was
1: nice life. because, like, you could relax. Like, the whole match, I was – Relax. I was never worried. I was never like in fear that this might turn at any second. It was relaxed, man. I was relaxed for the first time, pretty much all season.
0: My my bum remained unsqueaky. That's right. That's ridiculous. I apologize for everyone for that. Uh, so uh, so yeah, feel good. Nice three nil win. Um, yeah, and, and, and there was much rejoicing. Yeah. Uh, so. Next transfer window closing on Monday. Um, we've had we've had uh, a couple of uh, outgoings. Yep. You know, loan. You know, Branthwaite went out, um, and another loan. Yannick belossi uh, heading to Middlesbrough, um, and there's pro- there's probably going to be some more outgoings. Uh, what are you expecting, Jacob? What do you think uh, as far as outgoings are concerned? And then. I hesitate to do too much speculation on the incomings, but uh, yeah. What are you thinking?
1: I think, uh, I think we're going to see at the very death. I think we're going to get a loan for Anthony Gordon. That's kind of picked up a little bit. Um, And apparently some championship sides are eyeballing Anthony Gordon. I heard the name Preston North End mentioned I'd I'd be okay with that. I think that's a decent loan for him. I think he walks into that squad. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if, he'll be able to get Cheng Tosun a deal in time. Uh, my gut tells me that Tosun will have to wait until the summertime along with Bernard. Um, mm. So really, I think the only outgoing we're going to have left is Anthony Gordon's going to get himself alone. Um, Bernard's going to stick around. He'll be the backup to Richarlison the rest of the season. And then I think he'll be off to Qatar um, or wherever, such as Saudi Arabia, or whichever Middle Eastern country it was that he was linked. to. I think it was Saudi Arabia, actually. Uh, uh, and as yeah. far as incomings, I'm holding fast. I, I don't. I don't see them bringing in anyone. You know, I think. I think they need to bring in a real backup striker because Carlo clearly does not trust Chenk Tosun to be that guy. Mm. Um, but we're getting down. I mean, like, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you got three days left in the window and then Monday till I think it's like midnight, uh, in, you know, the UK to get a deal done or like 1130 or something. Mm -hmm. So you've got three and three and three fourths days left to get a deal done. And that's not a lot of time to make things fall into place. And it doesn't seem like we're very far along with anybody. You know, it was looking like maybe Zikiri was gonna. Zik, Zik, how do you see? Zirk
0: Zirkze, I think, I think it's Z I R K Z E E, and I think it maybe Zirkze, but I'm not completely sure.
1: Um, you know, it was we were back and forth with him, but it looks like he's headed to Parma. Um,
0: so uh, the second time this has happened with that kid, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. where we're thinking, oh man, this guy's this guy looks good. He's interested, and then it, it, well, I mean. I think he's number one i think he's he's probably gonna get more more time with oh he Romano. will,
1: yeah for sure, no
0: doubt um and but the fact that we i mean when you know Fabrizio Romano said his name mm-hmm. uh yeah, when he says the team's interested, that means we had interest, yeah, that means we're trying to bring him in right it's he he's not one to 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 you know BS around. Uh, he will tell you straight up. That means we had an interest. That means we were trying to bring someone in, somebody in uh, at Stryker. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, man. I, I don't know. Uh, that made me think, okay, maybe we have something else cooking right now. I don't know. Tosun looks like there's two chances right now for CSKA Moscow or Besiktas, uh possibly going back there. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's what it seems like. It seems like he's, already had meetings with them. He's already it's just a matter of the club agreeing what they need to agree. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Uh another one who I just don't know. John Joe Kinney. John Joe Kenny could, could go to Burnley potentially. Yeah. Yeah I forgot about John Joe. I, I did hear that link.
1: I don't know. I mean you that would have like that has to be a permanent deal. Um if if you're me. Like if you're talking to me, I'm like he pulled the cord out there. Uh, well, that's
0: what happens with guys like us. Okay, Jacob, we're emphatic. We we, we do this, you know. Yeah, I, I move with my
1: hands a lot. Um, <laughs> so that's the thing with John Joe Kenny is he still has value to the squad, even if he's not playing a lot, even if mm-hmm. he's not being used as a sub a lot. He's basically like a couple injuries away from being the guy. So, yeah. He still holds value with Everton. So, loaning him doesn't really do them any good. Um, So, really, if you're going to give him to Burnley, you
0: better be getting a transfer fee for him, not just a loan. And he's a little bit surplus now that Holgate has stepped in and has done well. Yeah.
1: He's way more
0: surplus than he used to be.
1: Godfrey can step in on the right side, not as well as he can on the left side, but he can step in on the right side too. So, yeah. I
0: it has to be a transfer fee for me. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Uh, the problem the, the the big issue we have there is is a club going to pay? Now Burnley has money. Now Burnley has investors. They are they're rich now. Who knew Burnley's going to have some daggone money to spend moving I forward? Got
1: for Sean Dice,
0: <laughs> that guy. I love him. I love Sean Dice. He's so underrated. But anyway, yeah, he's uh, I, I I. It's hard to. Right now, I don't think you'll have a lot of people disagreeing with you right now. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, but uh, I think I think Burnley could probably afford it. Um, but it's just, if, if he doesn't have a whole lot of other options, and if nobody else is willing and we're like, somebody's willing to, to pay his salary, it could save us money to be alone, man. It's these kind of things like, I, I agree, I would rather it be permanent. But right now, and these kind of things, we want Velocity to be a permanent you know what i mean and they're not going to do that we're, at this point we the i i think melassi i would i would think just wants to play right and so we're just getting him off the books same thing with tosun but if tosun goes who's our backup we got uh Richarlison. yeah you know Richarlison's Richarlison. our backup and then, and then we go false nine the
1: only cover like that's the only cover we have at striker position you know you know uh if chenk tosun leads mm mm-hmm. So yes, Ellis Sims ain't here. He went to Blackpool.
0: Two goals. Two goals. Team, Two goals. Of, the, team of the week. Yes, I'm so excited for him. That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, and I have no idea about the realism of the Bernard move. I have no idea. Those kind of those kind of things come out of nowhere. Uh, you're not sure how much to believe them. There's a dollar amount attached. I ha- I have no idea whether to believe it. I, yeah. I'm clueless about that.
1: Basically anything you get for Bernard is perfect. I'd take any offer. His salary is a little too high. Right. Yeah. To a point I'd take any offer. I still like him. I like him I, as a change I, I of like face. him. I do like him, but like he's just he just doesn't have the right body type for this league. He's very good on the ball and he's got an eye for goal, but Physicality-wise, he can't win headers. He's, you know, he's gonna get bullied off the ball a lot, and it's just in the Premier League, that's a problem.
0: Not all diminutive players are built like Jake Holt. That's right. All right. Just saying, Jake Holden doesn't not going this way, but he'll go this way in the shoulders. You know what I mean? So. That's the. You're not getting bumped off the ball anytime soon. You know what no, I mean? No, probably not. <laughs> no. The thing about Bernard is Bernard usually tries to find a way to get people get away yeah. from people before they yeah. have a chance to bump him. <laughs> yeah. He's he's sort of yeah. I I like him because he's got a pretty good eye for a pass. Uh, he's he's clever. I I like having him. To, but here's the problem that I see, Jake. My biggest issue here is hold on. Okay, so the big problem that I see here with uh, – sorry, I just got distracted. I need to write this time down <laughs> real quick. Okay, so the big problem that I see here is that Bernard just wants to leave. And that's what I think – I think he just wants to play more regular minutes. Um, he's seeing himself as sort of a, a sometimes yes, sometimes no kind of guy – and it's not with regularity. And I think that's, that's the rub with a lot of these players. They want to play. And we, we're like, yeah, it'd be great to keep them. Yeah, it'd be great to sell them. But number one, sometimes they want to leave if we want to keep them. And number two, sometimes no one's willing to buy them, and so loan's the only way. It's just uh, – it's, it's a mess, it, yeah. Player, yeah, players that don't play, play regularly are um, a quandary. Laundry. Yeah. So, having said that, I'm going to be bold here. Jake, I'm going to say one incoming on Striker. loan. Yeah. I'm going to say one incoming on loan. That's it. I'm going to be bold. I have no evidence of this and I have no names. But if Jink Tosin is putting himself in the shop window the way it seems like he is, feel like that may happen. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So, um, we need to talk about Lester. Uh, so let's move on. Lester happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's do a Lester review. Um, so I'm going to give everybody a second. If you, if you've, uh, when rec- saving to watch it, don't want to spoiler. Here's your alert: spoiler alert, earmuffs, earmuffs, everybody turn it off. One, one draw, and go watch. One, one draw. Watch. We, uh, I like to call this a non-loss. Um, yeah, it's kind of a weird one to watch, uh, kind of a strange one. Um, I guess what is honestly a pretty potent Lester squad. Um yeah. they're they're good. They're good. Yeah, um, that's a good side. Yeah. Um. So why don't we start where we should start, which is the golden moment of the entire match. Right, Hamas. Yeah. Hamas. Oof. We start there. Let's just start there. I want to get it. I want to. I want to just make sure I don't forget it because holy crap. <laughs> and my and my my left-footed son is like that was with his right oh my gosh (laughs) that was
1: that was hot like that was it was very hot um (laughs) it's just it's just how do you do that i just don't understand i told somebody i was in a group chat and i'm like you could give me 10 million attempts at that and i would never hit it that clean with my left foot ever not once Not once you, you couldn't, you could not give me enough attempts. I just don't understand how it's physically possible to do that with your weaker foot. That doesn't make any sense to me in no space at all. He, okay. So right. He tries to clip it into whoever was making that run into the box. It comes back out, touches it with his left, slides it with it. Right. Bang. Hits it with his right. And it's in the net. And Cash versus Michael doesn't even move. And I'm just like, yeah. That's insane.
0: What you just did seems impossible, but you just yeah. did it. Yeah, that, I think what you mentioned, okay, the strike was nice, curving in with his off foot. Uh, but the thing you mentioned about there being no space and the fact that he pulled the trigger that quickly, it was a touch shot, boom, boom, and Schmeichel did not expect it because of the space and the quickness it, he did not expect that at all skims the inside of the right post as someone posted on twitter it was like isn't it always much more satisfying when the ball skims the inside of one of the posts and goes in just something about that something i thought about that. when i first saw it go in
1: i thought it hit the side netting and rode all the way <laughs> i didn't know it hit the post
0: until i saw the replay yeah it was a. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, you know, receiving the ball, touching it across, doing that little half touch and the, and the strike, is, it, was, uh, it was an impressive shot, impressive goal. And, you know, the uh, only
1: thing that's disappointing about that now is I was like, well, that's for sure going to be the goal of the month. And then Pierre-Emile Hoiberg comes out here today playing against Liverpool and hits an absolute rocket shot. Have you seen this goal? No. Oh, my gosh go find it on twitter after this is done because it's uh, it's a it's it's unbelievable what he did it's even better than what hamas did and i'm like i didn't even think i would see something better than what hamas did for like at least another month and here we are a day
0: later and that's and you know what they they lost you know what i mean yeah. it's like he did it yeah. in a loss uh huh <laughs> uh-huh. yep. dang dang uh so on well, that little disappointment, uh, so <laughs> wasn't expected to say that. Talking about Hamas goal, but okay. Um, for the most part, a really strong defensive performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a lot of uh, clear shots on goal, and to be and we'll we'll get into their goal in a minute. But I just want to make sure I mentioned the uh, the work Keen and Mina, and I think you maybe throw Godfrey Godfrey in there too. Uh, those are the ones that really stuck out as just solidly closing things down.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, but that's, that's been the MO for what, six, seven matches now, Uh, you know, Carlo has gotten that, that back line into top form. You know, Michael Keane is having maybe one of the best seasons of a center back in the entire Premier League this season. Yuri Mina started out really rough this season and has turned his season around where he's not not putting a wrong foot forward. Uh, Ben Godfrey, my God. I mean, I'm telling you that man could run through a brick wall. I agree. There's a a joke about people being able to run through a brick wall. If you said that Ben Godfrey could run through a brick wall, I I would believe you because he just – He's just quick, and he's powerful, and he, he doesn't get beat by anybody. It's great. It's fantastic yeah. to see. Um, Mason Holgate was okay. He got torn apart by Harvey Barnes a couple times. Harvey Barnes is but a Harvey Barnes is a player, monster. right? Yeah, he's a monster. Jesus. And going into this game, a lot of people were like, I'm worried about James Madison. And I'm like, well... The player you probably should be worried about is Harvey Barnes. To be to be fair to James Madison, though,
0: he played pretty well, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: he, he did, but he also dove a lot, like a lot he of dives did. from James Madison. And, and a couple of them were really egregious. And I'm just like, oh, of course he got it. Of course he got that call. Of course <laughs> he did. He was terrible on free kicks, though, right? Which was mm. shocking he yeah. his free kicks were abysmal yesterday in two really really good sp- spots mm-hmm. so uh but yeah um defensively excellent um
0: the beat goes on right yeah uh and and to be honest with you i i can't really I, i'm trying to figure out what i what i'm feeling about the goal okay their goal um we we had about five dudes there trying to block that. Yeah. We were covering it. Mm -hmm. We were covering it. It makes me, and and, and so I'm trying to figure out, A, is this a closed down issue? Should we have pressed the shooter? Should we have pressed Telemann more? Is that, is that an issue? Or B, is it a Pickford thing and he should have gotten more of it? Uh, He did get a hand on it. Yeah. Um, but he did, his vision was very much obscured. If I'm going to be fair to him, he didn't really see a lot of it. Um, I think. I still think maybe he could have done better, and I think maybe we could have pressed that shooter a little better. So I, I always hesitate to find one culprit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm not a huge fan of blaming people in general, going, right. that's your fault, dude, right, right. unless it's super egregious. Right. But that's my thoughts on it. How are you feeling? I mean, is it one of those things where you were where, – where, were where was your disappointment pointing <laughs> So
1: I'm kind of with you in terms of this goal. So first things first, the thing that drives me nuts about Everton defenders, they're great in the box. Once they get outside the box and you get people shooting from distance, they never close them down. And I hate it. Mm -hmm. It drives me nuts. And, you know, Tielemans they were close, but they did not step out to him. And there's always enough cover, which drives me nuts is when there's guys shooting from outside the box, our defenders are not stepping out to that shooter, which close him down, give him no space. Don't give him a little space. Give him no space at all. Step yeah. out to him. Okay, it's – it's I don't know. For, and then for that ball to get through all of those defenders is a miracle. I don't know how it did it.
0: Yeah, I know. It um, had eyes. The ball had eyes. Yeah,
1: it did. It really did. Um, and then in terms of Pickford's – you know, it looked like he didn't see it until it was about half, like, almost to his six-yard box. Right. It, I mean, like, and could he have done better? Yes, absolutely. You know, I I think people are being just a little bit too harsh, calling him awful, and, you know, this, that, and the next thing, and, any, you know, my, my 10-year-old would have saved that shot. I'm like, your 10-year-old would have been standing there with his hand in his nose, watching as the ball rolls into the net. Right. And i w-
0: and I want to make sure everybody gets that visual. An entire hand shoved up a <laughs> That's nostril. That's right. All the way up to the all the way right. up to the wrist. That's <laughs> right. Um but he got he got a hand to it
1: and he almost pushed it away. It just you know, it just bounced off the post and went in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unfortunate and, and should he have done better? Yeah, probably, but like, are we really gonna crucify him for not seeing the ball until it's almost at him, and he gets a hand on it anyway, and it goes in. Like it, it's, it's got it. You, the, the blame goes to the defenders for not stepping out to Telemans, and the blame goes to Pickford for maybe not getting a, as strong a hand on it
0: as he maybe could have. So, uh, I, yeah, I would to to be to be totally honest with you, uh, and I think you would agree. Uh, I think both of us. I'm just speaking for you, dude. I'm just. I'm just speaking for you, like like I've just talked to you about this before. I'm just assuming. Sorry, man. I just realized I was doing that. I just figured you would agree. <laughs> Idiot. So, I right. we, we want a consistent keeper that we can rely on. Yeah, we want to feel really, you know, warm and fuzzy. You know, like uh, it's almost like okay, this is a dumb analogy, but I'm going to say it. If you ever seen the movie Tommy Boy. There's a guy that Tommy's trying to sell brake pads to. Yeah, who's talking about the yeah, guarantee yeah, yeah. on the box. Yeah, he's like the guarantee on the box. It's like it's calling to you. Hey, I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's making you feel all warm and fuzzy. I I want to keep her like that. I want to keep her like that. Who I know, you you know that's and it's. I I want. I worry that my my reaction, saying he should be doing better than that on that play, is is. Oozing out from his inconsistencies in the past when he's really made bad mistakes. Yeah, I don't think he's making nearly as many poor errors. I think he's growing under Carlo. I think he's become a better player, and I do think he's getting more consistent. But if you were building a catalog of stuff that it's full, uh, it's it's a pretty extensive montage you can put together Mm -hmm. to the curb your enthusiasm theme. (laughs) I'm just saying it's. (laughs) it wouldn't it's, it's not yeah so do i flat out blame him no do i think he's he, do i think he still could be that warm fuzzy guy that we used to think he was by the way yes i do think so i think uh he could get to that point where he makes fewer mistakes and we're not going to be saying he could be do- he could be doing better on that ball as much i do feel like the faith if we keep it there it'll be okay as long as he he keeps growing up here because let's be honest that was where he needed it
1: yeah
0: it wasn't ability He was entirely up here in mentality and consistency and i feel i do feel like the world cup got to his head and he needs somebody to push him in training um I olsen doing, yeah. I, I agree i think olsen has been a great signing um i it, it wouldn't surprise me if that is, if that ends up being made permanent I mean yeah it seems
1: like that's that's where we're headed. It seems like we're going to have talks with Roma over the mm-hmm. summer to try to bring him in on a permanent deal which would be
0: yeah. Bueno. I I like it. Bueno. You know. You oh, know I mean, a lot I, of
1: people are are calling for Robin Olsen to start against Newcastle. I I'm trying to tell people that that's just flat out not going to happen mm-hmm. because Carlo has stuck by Jordan Pickford yes. very sternly. You know him and his England manager Gareth Southgate have both been like, "Look, I understand that maybe people are frustrated with Jordan Pickford, but like he's he's kind of our guy."
0: Yeah, yeah, and also that faith may be one of the reasons why he's becoming more consistent. Yep, and he's improving. Yep, and his mentality is stabilizing. So uh, it's a weird one though, because we're playing Newcastle. That's that's a big game for him because he's had some. Well, and if you remember,
1: if you remember the last time out against Newcastle, Robin Olsen started, Mm -hmm. but it was it was not right after the Liverpool match. I think it was like two matches removed,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know. But like he didn't play him, and now they're going to Newcastle, and I mean, there's not going to be fans in the stands, but you know, still
0: still a lot of emotions. He's right have a lot of emotions right so you know, i'm wondering guy it could be it could be a big hey i'm going with you cuz you're my guy use that use that in the right way it could be a really big thing for him he could have a great game or it could end up being a like you know you know one of those we just don't want another like weird meltdown like he's had there before yeah so we play them it's just yeah Anyway, um, so we're—I think we're being a little, little easier on Pickford than a lot, but we're also being pretty real. So
1: yeah, you know, and I will say my frustration in that match, and I, it, it lies in those last two chances. I'm not going to count Gomes' chance because it was, you know, it was that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. When that ball was singed in there, and for him to like be able to chest it down, and and chewed it in Uh, that would have been that would have been some play um my frustration lies with the cross that Holgate provided to Richarlison that was right on his head and he heads it over and then on the other side Luca Dean fires in a perfect cross to Dominic Calvert-Lewin that was even more of an easy header and he misses wide left and it's like going into the 90th minute and I'm just like you two guys are supposed to be our best players Uh, well maybe Hamas actually Hamas Rodriguez is our best player and I won't hear it any other way um but you two guys are supposed to be our top goal scorers and both of you had excellent opportunities late on in that match to put it away and you both missed and that's that's really it's unforgivable for both of those guys you know and I'm sure they're very angry about it and are going to want to you know do better against Newcastle, but that's where my frustration lies. Is like those two guys have to finish those chances.
0: So, and I will say, you know, Andre Andre Gomish, uh, he he looked he looked pretty a okay for most of the game. You know, not a bad match from him. Tom Davies did all right, uh, but we did miss the energy and enthusiasm and legs of Decore. It's really rough when we don't have either him or Alan. Yeah. Um it's not easy no. when they're missing. Um but I I don't think they played poorly, but I think we would have been a little bit better covered. I think I think they the would middle. have won that match with
1: DeCore in there. Honestly, I, I think I think they really missed Alex Awobi. Which crazy, right? I think they really missed Alex Tawobi uh, in that match. And, you know, he came on late and wasn't able to really... I mean, he did actually provide some, some spark, and he did win a couple corners really early on when he came on. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is kind of what we needed in this match. We needed somebody who was able to, you know, run at the, the defense of Leicester and kind of
0: put him on their heels a little bit, you know. And that yeah.
1: was, was kind of missed, but, you know.
0: Uh, as soon as you said his name... I'm not going to sing it, but I had – you remember that video that was going out there for a while with – To I like to move it. Yeah. Alex Iwobi. Yeah. As it's, it, it's, soon as you said his name, I don't know if you saw me going like this. <laughs> I had that in my head. And I was like, not singing it, but it's there. Can't help it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so. Because, because if I did that, that's – Frustrating, that's, but yeah. I'll take the point.
1: I will take the point as long as you go on and beat Newcastle on Saturday.
0: Who's your, who's your man of the match, by the way?
1: Man of the match goes to James Rodriguez because not only did he score a banger of a goal, but he was constantly trying to play creative passes in. There was a pass that was called for offsides, I would believe, that we played in Richarlison. That was bonkers, Emily. I mean, like... Since he's come back, he's just been making that pass in every single match. He made one against Rotherham to play Ducore in for the winner. He played one, uh, he played a couple of them against Sheffield Wednesday. He played a bunch of excellent passes in the match against Leicester City and scored a banger of a goal. But yeah, yeah. so if it wasn't going to be him, I probably would have picked Yuri Mina, I guess.
0: See, I was, I was going to say Michael King. Yeah just because I, I wanted to be contrarian and say a center back. <laughs> so, yeah, you said Yuri Mina, and I'm like, at this point now, Keen and Mina, it's like interchangeable. It's like, you know, uh, you can say either one pretty much on most of these performances. Yeah. Because I don't really uh, fault either one of them for the goal, and I thought both of them uh, did really well. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just want to say it because it needs to be said, Richarlison didn't have his best game. He was awful. He was awful.
1: I mean, giving the ball away, not winning anything, not just not beating anyone. He just looked way off from what we normally see. It was really weird.
0: Yeah, and he posted on social media, little angry face. Uh, So he's he's not happy, which I kind of like when when people own when they screw up. I, I, I like that, you know, when they own it say, hey, I, I messed up. My bad. I'll do better. Just saying. Yeah. And because – and the hope is they mean it. And it's yeah. not, you know, just they're paying lip service because they got to say something. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, uh, very cool. Any final thoughts on this or are you ready to move on? No, let's move it on. Not, a, I'm just going to – not a bad point. It's not a bad point against a strong no, team. No, not at all. Just wanted to throw that out there. Just, you know, know a lot could have been three. disappointed. Like
1: very easily could have been three just – yeah. A little frustrating.
0: Yeah. But before the game, <laughs> if you he said, it. hey, you're going to draw a Lester. It. You will that? take it.
1: Yeah. Nobody's – I mean, like, nobody should be mad about a point. But, like, I understand the frustration. But, like, you're you're winning points against
0: a team that's above you in the table, and that's always a good thing. I need, like, a snapshot of you with that awesome beard, like, pointing at people going, you'll take it. That's it. <laughs> that's – that is just classic. All right, let's move on, dude. All right. Newcastle preview. so I, yes. I wanted to I wanted to mention something before I start this Newcastle preview. Uh, uh, you'll notice that there that we will be playing Leeds after Newcastle. Yep. We're not doing a Leeds preview uh, just because that's two previews in a row. and uh, really, um, yeah i i have a i would like to see my family tonight uh so so yeah that's that's the reason we we just wanted to keep the show a little more trim that's it all right uh so apologies on that um we wanted to acknowledge that it was a thing so hopefully there there, i guarantee you will there'll be other toffee blues previews on the lead scene so just come back to our channel and check that newcastle current current form is 16th in the table they have 19 points. They're 5, 4, and 11. But I should mention they haven't won since December 12th. They are in terrible form. Terrible. Their previous three – I always give the previous three scores from the previous three matches. 2-1 loss to Leeds. 2-0 loss to Villa. 3-0 loss to Arsenal. It's not, it's not been Ouch. great for, for Newcastle. And i got to be honest, the more they play like this – it just makes that when they beat us that one time it look pretty shit, you know?
1: I will say that was when Everton were at their lowest point in terms of injury suspension. It was bad, like, and we were trying was, to figure things out. It was right? like it was like last year's squad playing against Newcastle,
0: yeah, so yeah, it was it was some experimentation going but on, even
1: there, even then that's not an excuse for how poorly Everton played that game. That was one of the worst games I've seen everton play. This feels like a revenge match and this feels like a statement match for Everton. I think Carlo Ancelotti is going to have these guys fired up, ready to go. Um, Because I think Carlo especially understands the importance of having two and sometimes three games in hand on some of the teams above them in the table. I think that's that's a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. And Carlo understands that. And this match against Newcastle is super winnable. Uh that is a team that is not scoring goals right now. They are not keeping goals out right now. They're not doing anything well at all. So this is a big opportunity for Everton to pick up some easy points. Like this is easy points. Uh Decore will be back, which excellent. Alan mm-hmm. will not be back. They're not looking at him to be back until United, which would be after Leeds.
0: I'm excited he's back that soon though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: that's that's huge. Um so james rodriguez will be you know those guys will all be available richarlison will hopefully bounce back and really kick into gear like if he could score two goals that would be that'd be excellent yes. i would almost i would almost consider playing a four four two if i was Carl, uh, uh, carlo Ancelotti just to try to you know supplement richarlison just a little bit more and mm-hmm. maybe perhaps help Dominic Calvert-Lewin out, and, you know, you could stray a little bit from your starting lineup and maybe even rest James Rodriguez, start him on the bench, start Alex Iwobi out on the right-hand side, uh, along with Seamus Coleman at the right back, and and
0: just play like a normal flat 4-4-2. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure how we're going to roll into it, man. It's such a, like, it's really strange what we do with James when he's on the field. You know, like our, you know, when we're playing against Leicester, um, he he went, he came back very deep yeah. at times. And, and additionally, he was out front pressing at times. So there were times when the uh, commentators were like, oh, are they running a four-three-three, Or is this a 4-4-2? And they kept talking Nobody about it. Nobody could
1: figure out what the formation was. I couldn't tell what it was for most of the match. Yeah. I'm like, so I like, don't like, know what this is. <laughs> It's just
0: a blob of players, and, and they're just all moving around all over the place. Blob of players. It's our formation, the blob. <laughs> the amorphous. Yes, I'm with you. Uh, so let, let's uh, really quickly um, already, – you already started talking about our starters, so let's – you think it's going to be – you said you think it's going to be Pickford. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, do you think it'll be Coleman or get it right back? I think it'll be
1: uh, Dina, Mina, Holgate, or uh, Mina Keen and Coleman. Across. I do think Seamus Coleman's going to start. Um, because hmm. you know, I, I honestly, if I, if I, well, let's go with my four four two flat four four two formation. Right, mm-hmm. we're just going to have some fun with it. Um, I'm down. Go, Dinya. Mina or Keen, whichever one, flip-flop, whichever way you want to start them in the center yeah. back role. Uh Coleman, and then you go um Richard or uh well, I guess you'd have to find somebody to play left wing. So maybe Godfrey at left back, Dina, slide up, play left mid, uh, Holgate and Ducore in the middle with it will be out on the right wing and Richarlison, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin up in the front. And that way you can kind of give James Rodriguez a little bit of rest. It's Newcastle, and if you have to bring him on at halftime, you can absolutely bring him on at halftime.
0: Okay. Well. That's not
1: how we're going to line up, but that's how I would like us to line up.
0: I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm along for the ride. I, I, I think it's <laughs> – here's what I wrote down. Kind of what I think we're gonna do. This is never right, by the way. The hope is the hope is that people that are watching are thinking, hey, that's an idea. Hey, I like that, you know. So I'm going I'm going a little a little simpler. I like the fact that you're doing some squad rotation. I just want to say, I, I'm not really doing any squad rotation here, like at all. Okay. Uh I wrote down Pickford slash Olson because I was a coward, but <laughs> But I think it I do think it'll be Pickford. I, I agree with you. Um, and I've got Holgate, Keene, Mina, and Godfrey just that back four because I kinda feel like Carlo is very happy with that back four. I don't really know that we got scored on because of the back four. Um so I kinda but but again, I think a lot of it, a lot of it's gonna depend on I mean, we're playing we're playing Newcastle, but you know, underestimate a Premier League team at your peril, by the way. I don't really I realized that as we were talking about how poor the, their form is, they can still knock you off. You know what I mean? So uh, I am going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the same flat uh, the same back four. and then I've got uh Decore and Gomez, Gomes. Gomish. Uh Gomish. Uh Decorean I'm saying that. Sure. It's so weird. I believe the por- Portuguese pronunciation is with a sh at the end. Uh, I think that's the right way to say it. So but they it's were saying like, it correctly. But 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 I think there was there was some gormsh at one point. It so that's weird. just that's just it's a bag so of weird. wrong. That's not right. Uh, uh, and I've got I think I feel like um, Richarlison on the right, uh, Luca Dean on the left, Hamas and DCL. Uh, if we're gonna like, cause that's the weird thing. There were times it felt like a four four two with Hamas as being one of the two up front, yeah. But then he would drop back so deep, making me feel like it was like a four-two-three-one. But Luca Dean and Richarlison were often even with Davies and uh, yeah. uh Davies and uh It was, and just, it was weird. It was yeah. so weird. So it was it was strange. Um, but uh, honestly, I could I could see Richarlison not starting this one. I could see it will be coming in starting for him. Uh, on that right side. Um, or if we want to put hummus on the mist like you're talking about, what would be so? Oh, yeah, but then there'd be no Luca Dean. Never mind. This hmm. ruined all my plans. I was going to okay. be like, hey, we could put a Woby on one side, Charleston on the other, eh, hummus in the middle, and, and then no Lucadeen. Dean. <laughs> okay. So, but that is a possibility too, by the way. A Woby on one side and richarlison on the other is pretty freaking potent. Yeah, um, but anyway, that means no Luka Dean if that's the case. And- We're actually it
1: would it would probably mean Ben Godfrey would be on the bench because I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna go without Luka Dean.
0: Are right? you gonna take Godfrey out right now though? You know what I, I mean?
1: you know if you're gonna make me choose between Luka Dean and Ben Godfrey, I'm gonna choose Luka Dean. Like because offensively he provides more, right? He does. He does offensively. So, so that's like, true. You know what if we don't have to choose, ever. I mean, that is true. We we really don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean like Carlo, he's smart, you know, like he changes it. He yeah. does weird things like in the Wolves match where we didn't have a single striker and still won the damn match. Like yep. he does weird stuff. So you can't just come out here and say he's gonna do the same thing next week against or this weekend against Newcastle that he did against Leicester. Like me saying that they're gonna start a four four two with Mason Holgate in the midfield. You can't be like, Wow, you're an idiot. What are you doing?
0: Like oh because you don't know. Because he's played it before. Holgate's played that position before, and he yes. did well. You know what I mean? And, so. he, and, and Carlos said in
1: this press conference leading up to Leicester, like, yeah, well, Holgate is, you know, he is an option in the midfield. I'm
0: like, well. I mean, and one would think that uh, Godfrey would be as well, by the way. Yeah. Uh, just banging heads in the middle. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, hell, Godfrey. man. Like, Tom Davis played it right back this year. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing? It won't be. It will be played right wing back. Like, come on. What are we doing? We can't throw anything out the window. Everything is
0: in play. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. The excitement, the unknown. Uh, so that's, that's – those are possible starters. Um, uh, wanna, just a bit about Newcastle. Uh, their leading goal scorer is also their leading assist guy. Callin Wilson, w- Wilson yeah. has eight goals and four assists this yeah. season. Um he's your best player and I, and I, I mean and uh I always I gotta be honest, uh Miguel Almiron is one of my was one of my favorite like MLS players to watch. And when he came over, I was really worried about him making the transition because I was like, I'm worried he's too slight a frame. But he's done fairly well. He's done he's done all right. Um But uh yeah, it's just I don't look at that, at that starting possible starting lineup and say, there's a ton of danger men, you know, immediately I look at the stats and I'm like Cal Wilson. eh." You know what I mean? Not many other people have more than one
1: goal. Cal Wilson has been kind of a thorn in Everton's side in the past. Uh, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do remember him being just kind of a nuisance uh, when he was playing at Bournemouth. Um, Mm. Yeah. Don't mention Bournemouth. Status loss. The other Bournemouth – yeah, geez, Junior Stanislaus. By the way, I'm a huge Junior Stanislaus guy. That guy should not be playing in the championship. He is Premier League quality. He's a good player.
0: Um, if you if you were watching this show to hear to hear our take on Junior Status loss, you just heard it. it. Here's your nugget. There it is. That was what you were waiting for. Uh,
1: <laughs> so Ryan Fraser, he's not playing. He's hurt, which was another Bournemouth guy who was always a thorn in Everton's side. Good. No Ryan Fraser, Excellent. Callum Wilson is basically the only guy you have to stop. And if that's the only guy you have to stop, I do believe that Michael Keane and Yuri Mina can do that job. That should be just mm-hmm. fine. Um, so- midfield wise, you're talking about Everton's got the advantage there. I mean, John Joe Shelby, maybe, right? Like Jeff Hendricks. I don't know. Like one of the long staff brothers.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I wrote down uh, across their mil- midfield like Amiron, Hayden, Shelby. Yeah, I've got Fraser in here for some reason. The research I was doing didn't didn't tab him as injured for some reason. I thought he was hurt. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but it said that it listed him as a as being a possible starter. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you never know what they'll bring. <laughs> Uh, but if they end up kind of playing a lot of deep-lying stuff, uh, it would be ideal for this one, for real.
1: I think you'll see Everton play a a lot higher line than they did against Leicester. They'll have Decore back, so they'll be able to, you know, be a little bit more flexible in the midfield. Andre Gomes is being a lot more offensive lately. He looks Mm -hmm. to be kind of getting back into form, which is great. Uh, So Decore and Gomez could really – control of the midfield um you know and and just everton's got the quality to boss this game they really do
0: so what's the prediction
1: uh i'm i'm going to go big i'm going to go like 4-1 to everton i think they're really going to i really think they're going to put their their foot on the gas in this one and really come out and pound newcastle
0: i i feel like this is no no i don't think that way anymore i'm not doing that thing where I'm like, oh, we both predicted we cursed them, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. But I did write down 3-0 Blues. Yeah.
1: This is an easy win, and it it should be,
0: like – if it should be. It's rarely like that, though. I don't I care
1: mean? if they don't win easily. Like, a lot of people get all mad and upset when they win, like, 1-0, and it's ugly, and Newcastle gets, like, a bunch of possession and a million shots on target and don't score. I don't care. Like, I don't care. If Everton win. that's all I care about.
0: I am absolutely fine winning ugly, getting three points, because you know what? The best teams over the years win ugly matches. It doesn't matter who they're playing against. They get the three points however they need to do it. And I'm totally fine. I'm fine if it if it goes off of someone's ass and goes in yes. and we win, you know, one nothing because it hits some you know, even I know it's an own goal off their ass. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Who cares? You know? So and the other team has ninety five percent possession. Whatever. Just want the win. But I I would also settle for you know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool so all right and like i mentioned before after the newcastle match the, the the next coming wednesday february 3rd we've got leads coming up um i hesitate to do a straight up preview for that because we don't know who's going to be healthy we don't know how things are going to be going at that point so it's not going to be a super accurate preview if we do that that's the thing so i think i think that's a show man Woo! i think that's it i think uh Yeah, well it did. It's a little bit shorter. We didn't didn't have to answer twelve viewer questions (laughs) which we're totally fine with doing. But we we just we had so much to cover today, but we just nailed it. Yes. You know? It's all right. Um so uh yeah, I need to say thank you to you, Jacob Holton. Thank you. From from Cincinnati, Ohio, of the Cincinnati Toffees and also of uh Toffee Targets. All right, check out Toffee Targets, everybody. You'll be reading the uh, the words of of Wordsmith Jacob Holden. Mm. That's right, that guy. Just you'll imagine the beard as you read it. Um, yes. <laughs> you'll take it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's terrific. Uh, <laughs> well. But um, you know, as always, Jacob. It's always great to have you, man. Yeah, really appreciate you you coming on and just you know. You know, good thoughts, but also just good energy, bud. So really appreciate it. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. So, um, so in, in other stuff, uh, please, if, if you've been enjoying, uh, what's been going on, check out, uh, check out the Toffee Blues YouTube channel, subscribe to us, che- uh, subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know other social, MySpace. I don't know. Do people still do that? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so, but sure, say that. Uh, uh, the Toffee Blues website, there's some really cool guys that contribute uh, and I can, I, can, I can vouch for them. I've talked to them on these shows and uh, they have the knowledge. So check that out uh, on, over there as well. Um, and lastly, I, I have to do this. I've got to get better at doing this. Randolph the Christmas Moose, kid's book I wrote. The idea came from the Toffee Blues podcast. It stemmed from, from a mistake and hopefully the book wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I sell it now. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, it's all about uh, following following who you want to be and not letting people take away from you. You know what I mean? So uh, Moose wants don't to be a runner. Yeah. Moose wants to be a runner, you know? So yeah, uh, so check it out. It's available on Amazon, uh, probably some other places too. And and we're done. So, Jake, uh, for uh, for for all the the toffee blues people to all you uh, all you people out there. Jake, thanks so much again, man. No yes. problem. Yeah. No problem. I was like, you have to say something. The podcasters can't hear your thumbs up. They can They can hear your beard, but not. I the will press up. my thumbs into the
1: microphone. Podcasters, no problem. I was. A, it was always a
0: pleasure. It's great. I didn't expect that poor microphone threat. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much, man. Everybody else out there. Um, yeah, let's let's get to three points against Newcastle and just take care of business, all right? Much love, everybody. Hope you're staying safe. Um, yeah, take care. And bye.